you know something i i i swear to god by the way our uh, sponsor digital market battles they are a great sponsor you could get your discovery call done today they will fill your company's pipeline with high value leads go to www.digitalmarketbattles.com get your discovery call done today and i swear yep we have to talk about some of the worst teams in basketball today yeah, because you know why? The playoffs may be beginning. That's going to be for the teams that are one through six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the for- playoffs, by the way, shouts to the Knicks on the five seed and the Nets on the sixth seed. Good to see both our teams make it. Honestly, I didn't think Brooklyn was going to make it, to be very frank with you. You know, here's the thing with them. They managed to only play to a record of like, what, four or five games below 500 after that trade? Yeah, the Nets were about nine games over 500 in the year. So, yeah. So, you know what, I actually Nets- have to. I have to give. Look, I have to give Brooklyn their props. I'm. I'm not going to deny it. The Nets actually. Nets finished 45 and 37. So they went eight over 500 in the year. In not the year, they were like what 11 games over when that uh, trade happened. Well, yeah. Well, they had Durant and Irving. They were, you know, they were at least 11, 12. Games yeah, over. they were like tel- they were like uh, 11 or 12 games over. So everybody like- was expecting Brooklyn to not make it. Everybody thought, oh, Brooklyn was going to blow it up, start over, and. Whatever. Oh, well, yeah, they are blowing it up. They are starting it over. But do you know what the funny thing is? And it's sad, too. If they would have never traded for James Harden, they would have had just as deep of a roster as they have now, except they would have had Irving and Durant on it. And instead, the Nets made it here with a guy named Michael Bridges, who really, I think... Michael was- Bridges was one of the heroes of yeah. the Suns NBA's final run. Yeah, but he was a guy that maybe was looked at as a kind of a third spoke on the wheel when you're playing. Oh, no, he was he was number Kevin three. And, and DeAndre Ayton and all Chris Paul. He wasn't yeah. looked at as that big score. But now he is. Brooklyn, you become the big score now that you're in Brooklyn. Now you're the guy that has to lead him. Yeah, that that and uh, you got Dinwiddie as your point guard. You got Seth Curry still running around Cam there. Thomas you could shoot three there. balls like crazy. Doing some good things there as well. Look, let me tell you something. And the Nets are now set for a very great many years with draft picks. And by the way, the Suns aren't going to be that good forever. So the draft picks they get from the Suns are eventually going to become top draft picks because Durant is 33, 34 years old. Chris Paul's going to end up retiring either this year or next. And then what? what's it going to be when it's just the uh, Booker Ayton show? And how does getting rid of Kyrie Irving look now? You got rid of Kyrie. He goes to the Mavericks. You thought he was going to get him in. And the Mavericks flat out choked. You know what? Guess what this shows. But And everybody's going to say, oh, it's Kyrie's fault. Kyrie's fault. Guess what? This is now the second star player that Luka Doncic couldn't work with. Wonder if Luka wants Rumor is Luka might be uh, looking at Brooklyn. Well, he's still hinted, I, I want to play in Dallas. He hasn't yeah, really sure. said that yet. But anyway. But let's get to the fact of the matter here. The Nets are in the playoffs. The Knicks are in the playoffs. We have the playoff teams one through six. But seven through ten are also going to get a chance to get in. They do play-in games. little new thing the NBA kind of began the last few years following COVID. So we have seven versus eight seeds. Then we have the nine versus the ten seeds. So you can at least have a chance to be in the playoffs if you're at least in the top ten in your conference. Isn't that incredible? Have a chance. Incredible is not the word. But this is unfair. I don't. What do you want me to say for it? It's kind of maybe uh, NBA is just desperate to get teams in. 
Uh, they're desperate to get more cities watching and interested in the postseason. Mm. Also, during the COVID season, that ended up being something that they had to do. But I mean, I guess you keep it. But yeah, I think let's go any- into the Western Conference because I think this. All right, let's do it. I think this is the craziest of the play-in scenarios because right. you have Lakers and the Wolves at seven and eight. That's tonight. That'll be tonight's game. And then nine yeah. versus ten, the Pelicans against the Thunder. That's going to be a fun game. We got here. You know, it's more interesting than people realize. Now, let's. Um, now, let me just briefly explain the rules of how the play-ins work. Mm-hmm. So the seven versus eight, the winner of that becomes the seven seed. The loser of the seven versus eight then plays the winner of the nine versus ten, and they will battle it out for a chance to be the eight seed. The loser of that goes home. Mm. Simple as put. Whoever loses the nine versus ten goes home. So basically it's like double elimination, if you will, over these for these play-in games. So let's begin. Chris uh, DeLarge sent us the play-in tournament, and we're going to begin with the two games that are going to be seven versus eight tonight, so the winners be the seven seed. And let's dive into the first one. We talked about it. Lakers-Timberwolves. That's 10 o'clock tonight on TNT. It's really incredible when you look at these two clubs for a moment here. Here were the Timberwolves, this very strong young team. It had a great season last year. You thought the Timberwolves were finally going to be that team that was maybe going to be a team to fear in the West in the near future. And you look at the Timberwolves for this year, they went 42 and 40, so barely played above 500 all year. And you figured with Anthony Edwards, with, you know, finally got Carl Anthony Towns back, maybe the, maybe the Timberwolves were finally going to take off. Hadn't happened. They were playing up and down throughout the year. Edward Anthony Towns had been hurt most of the year. He finally came back. But the Timberwolves have just not been able to play consistent enough for them to really have me take them seriously. And then we also have fights between Rudy Gobert and oh, Kyle yeah. Anderson. McDaniels punches a wall, breaks his hand. And you know what happened? And you know what's happening with Rudy Gobert? His actions? He's not playing in the play-in game. He's out. Oh. So he will not play in the play-in game because of his actions. Well, then who's going to stop LeBron James and Anthony Davis from driving to the hoop? Well, you're going to have to help Carl Anthony Towns with his big 6'10 size can shut down LeBron. And maybe uh, Anthony Edwards has to play on a little bit of a whole different level if he's going to carry. Yeah, a little bit of a whole different level. How about a lot of a whole different level? Yeah. Well, the Lakers, in the meantime, they're not going to have Anthony Davis, probably. He's still injured. Stress foot reaction. He still has a stress foot. How's he going to play? So you're going to be putting the ball in the hands of a 38-year-old LeBron James. Not saying he can't lead still at 38, but no matter what, you have limits. The older you get in this league, you're not going to be able to do the same athletic moves you used to do when you were 28 or maybe. Remember when LeBron first went to L.A. and we said, oh, look at this setup. LeBron David, LeBron James is here. Anthony Davis is here. When LeBron wanes, Anthony Davis will start to rise, and you're going to start to see LeBron James become the number two guy and Anthony Davis become the number one guy. Anthony Davis is the number one guy on the injured list, and LeBron James still has to be the best player on his team. Yeah, well, so you have to kind of wonder, who else is going to step up for the Lakers then? Because LeBron can't do it all. The no. Lakers only the Lakers have very limited not anymore options. at least. The Lakers have extremely limited options, and honestly, 
but they got a deep bench. I mean, look, they had a couple of players that are that have arisen over this time. Okay. You take a look. Austin look. Reeves has been good. Yeah, Austin Reeves. I can't argue that he's been actually pretty solid. Okay, you got Rui Hachimura. Okay, that's that's something. Maybe a little depth there. Okay, yeah, you have uh, Dan. You know, you have a lot of those guys had to play. A lot of those guys had a. A lot of those guys had to play significant minutes though without their stars. Yeah, well, you're gonna need. Well, you're gonna need every bit of those kids on your bench. You're gonna need every bit of those uh, secondary scorers to complement LeBron James, particularly with no Anthony Davis. You're gonna need them, or you're gonna have no chance against the Timberwolves. I'm sorry to say this. If the Timberwolves can get cooking at this stage, and if they can do it particularly without Rudy Gobert, then the Timberwolves, I think, are going to be a team you got to look out for. Well, I'm a little concerned about the Wolves in general because of Rudy Gobert. And uh, look, this isn't the first time he's pulled nonsensical behavior. Mr. I cough and rub on microphones during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So you kind of wonder. Yeah. Are either of these teams in the proper headspace? Because here's the thing. Whichever team wins and gets in the postseason, both of them can make a run. Good. But for the Lakers... And LeBron James on fire, and that's that's a problem. D'Angelo Russell is going to be an, a key piece for the, for them as well. He's going to have to compliment LeBron tonight. Maybe Schroeder's going to have to get a few points off the bench. Maybe Reeves has to step up off the bench a little bit and get a few points in in tight situations. So the Lakers have things set for them here if they do it right. No go bear. That's a big that's a big minus for the Timberwolves. They had better they had better win this game because I don't think they're beating whoever comes out of the nine or ten here. Mm-hmm. And that'd be New Orleans and the Thunder. That's tomorrow at 9 30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the two most fun young teams in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pelicans will be San Zion. That's big. So that means Thunder have a Ingram, Alvarado are going to have to be your guys. Not that they that ain't gonna work. proven they can't be. Not that they've proven that they couldn't be. Uh, Alvarado, et cetera. I'd be shocked if Oklahoma City loses this game. Well, Oklahoma City, let's be very fair here. They, they've they've surprised a lot of people. You know, a young team. You know, Josh Giddy has has done better than I think people thought he was going to do. And then you you surrounded him with pretty decent talent. You drafted, well, if you're the Thunder, you had how many bad years? So you've drafted good talent throughout those bad years. So Giddy, Shea Gilgius, Alexander, get a couple of, you know, Jalen Williams there. You get a couple of, get a couple of veterans, you know, Sarich there. Suddenly, the, you know, the Thunder could have something. The Thunder could have something. A, a young team means they're going to play with a lot of energy. They're going to play with nothing to lose. Look at what's there to lose if you're the Pelicans. You have a lot more to lose, in my opinion, if you're the Pelicans than you are the Thunder. The Thunder, this is still kind of like an audition round for them to kind of, you know, see how the young kids can handle the playoff atmosphere. See how they can handle playing a an important game that could that basically is their season. For the Pelicans, um we've been here before with them. Yeah, they're always kind of just on this road. In. They barely squeak in as a seven seed or an eight. Even when Anthony Davis Zion is because Zion is just. He's heard about as often as Anthony Davis is. So is he a team player for you? Is he a team player for you? Even when he plays, is he a team player? I don't know. I haven't watched enough Pelicans basketball to see if he's a team player or not. All I. When he's out there 
everybody has nothing but wonderful things to say about him. That that that's the first thing. Yeah. It's not like you're talking about an Anthony Davis who uh, comes back and plays lackluster and still wants all his money. You're not talking about a uh, Ben Simmons who I think uh, Stephen A. Smith said the other day that he should be charged with robbery for stealing $98 million from two different basketball teams mm-hmm. over the past five years or so. That's not what we're getting with Zion. What we're getting with Zion is a kid who was too big when he was drafted, overweight, for his size, not say, look, I'm the last person in the world, but I'm not a pro athlete. So I don't know how body proportions are supposed to be, but obviously something's not working with Zion because the lower half of his body is what's always getting hurt. You know, six, seven and 270 plus pounds. So he's, but then again, Aaron judge is six, seven and 282 pounds. And he doesn't have issues with, Weight and conditioning and etc. I don't know what it is. It, it is. it isn't like Zion's fat. It's that I don't want to. How do you put? Yeah. How do we put this into good perspective? Do you think maybe two in doesn't... shape? Does that make sense? I mean, he's a big boy. Yeah. And remember, like Zion is barely 22, 23 years old now. He's still a kid. I mean, he's still he's been in the league now, but he's been in the league now what since twenty. 18 now he's been in the league for five years now you know at some point you you only could give him a pass for how long that's true i mean and it's not even him a pass his playing skills are great he just has to stay on the court but let's pick these two games honestly uh here's he's 22 here's how i uh view this i think the wolves have too much uh bs in their locker room right now Take a I think the, Gobert, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the Lakers will be the seventh seed, and that's going to be a problem for the Grizzlies. Um, mm-hmm. a hungry LeBron. Then, a hungry I Le- think Oklahoma City wins two games in a row, and I think they end up the eighth seed to go up against okay. Denver. Okay, that's interesting. And look, I think honestly, a younger team like the Thunder could be a team that could scare a lot of more people because they're going to have a lot more energy in their legs. They're going to. You know, they again playing with nothing to lose. They're playing and Denver's playing with everything to lose. Like everybody always talks. Oh, Denver, great regular season. Can't do a darn thing in the post. So could you imagine? Could you imagine if you were the uh, Nuggets? You were the best team in the NBA practically all season long. And then you get eliminated by the Thunder, who finished 10th. In the regular season with the under 500 record, that would be so Denver. Well, can you be a, listen? The playoffs, you cannot predict anything. You don't know. You could be the worst seed, and this is like a reset. You buy the Thunder were 40 and 42, so they're an under 500 team this year. Yeah, they even have a winning record this year. So this is the funniest thing. Now, the Thunder could surprise some people. I say don't don't discredit them. Don't count them out. I think they'll make the eighth seed. I don't think they're going farther than that, but I'm for me, I'm gonna say the Timberwolves could could still have enough that could be enough for them to beat the Lakers if everything goes the right way. The Pelicans, they know what they have a what they have to lose right now. So this is huge. And you're gonna be playing in New Orleans. By the way, the Thunder are 16. The Thunder have only won 16 games away from home. So that's a big concern. 16 and 25 they are at home on the road. The Pelicans are 27 and 14 at home. So this 
could be a game that could play to the Pelicans' advantage. And with a guy like an Alvarado, who's an aggressive rebounder, can score, gives it all every minute of the game. The Pelicans have been here before. I they think have. the Pelicans might surprise us here and maybe could pull another pull another one out of the hat. We'll see. Now let's move over to the Eastern Conference play-in games. And let's let's just cover nine and ten real quick because yeah. neither of these goals. two teams, neither how, of these two teams, are making the seventh or the eighth seed. How I'm, I'm just going to say this straight away. I don't know how far the Raptors fell. I mean, you would never expect the Raptors to be here. This is mm. a. I would. I didn't expect the Raptors to be a top ten team. I expected them to be in the bottom of the barrel of the NBA. Well, this is a team that, uh, unfortunately, things didn't really break their way a lot this year. They finished five hundred for the season. All right, forty one and forty one. That was their record. Look, that was surprising for them anyway. <laughs> well, but that, that just goes to show you how much stronger has the Eastern Conference got. It got stronger, you know, much stronger than the West. And you much. can no afford to throw games away in the East. You can no Not anymore to throw games away. All the talent's gone east. Mm-hmm. So look at it this way. Siakam can only do so much for you. Van Vliet can only do so much for you. You uh... have to understand if you are the Raptors, they, you know, DeMar DeRozan's not, DeMar DeRozan. Do you DeMar... see either the Raptors or the Bulls beating either the Heat or the Hawks? I think I, it, I think it's a the, clear tier. I can certainly say the Bulls won't. Uh, without Lonzo Ball, who do you have? Zach Levine and, and and what else do the Bulls have? I mean, the Raptors maybe there. maybe could do something, but the I problem see. I have with the Raptors yeah. is this: you shut down Siakam, they have no scoring. Um, maybe the Raptors could beat a Heat team if they lose to the Hawks. But you see, this is the thing tonight at seven thirty is going to be the uh, this is going to be the marquee matchup of the play-in tournament. One. That'd be Miami versus Atlanta. This is big. I mean, considering. Uh, the Hawks already fired their they fired their coach earlier this year. Remember that Trey Young has just not been right this year. He just has not played like the typical Trey Young that we were used to. It's almost ho- shocking to see the Hawks where they are right now because wasn't it what two years two couple years ago this Hawks team almost uh, shocked the world a couple years ago almost getting to the finals and look at where they are right now. Look at this Hawks team now without Herder, without a Gallin- yeah. Gallinari not playing the typical Danilo Gallinari that we're used you to. Know, I, I say Miami is going to win this game. Miami is going to end up going against Boston. And you're going to have the Hawks up against the Bucks. Um, Because, like I said, I don't see either Toronto or Chicago. Yeah, well, the well, the eight seed will play. Yeah, whoever, if, you know, if, if Miami wins, they're going to play Boston no matter what. If Miami yeah. wins this, they play Boston. And if the Hawks somehow squeak in against the Raptors or the Bulls, whichever one. Yeah, they play Giannis. And but the Heat are a dangerous team. I we know what the Heat are capable. Miami's of. one of those teams. They haven't that... lost any. They barely have lost anything on this club. All right, Udonis Haslam's in his final year. Yeah. Okay, he played his final game of the year. Actually, went ahead and had a great way to finish off the season. Awesome. Bam Adebayo still young. You still got Tyler Hero. You still have Duncan Robinson. And you still have the whole core that got this team to the finals in the bubble a couple of years ago. And this is Eric Spolstra. This is an Eric Spolstra team. I didn't mention Jimmy Butler is still here, right? This is Jimmy yeah. Butler. Always picks it up in the playoffs. Don't think the Heat can't come in as a dark horse and, and shock. A I'm not saying they can't. I'm saying the Heat have been disappointing all season long. I expect them to... The Heat have played up and down. This you know, if the Heat would have made, if the Heat would have gotten to six, that would have been 
I, I think that could have been a first round matchup. They could have won. They could have beat. They were the a game Sixers. out of it. They were a game behind Brooklyn. They could have taken that eight, that seed had they won but a couple Brooklyn, of games than Brooklyn did. But Brooklyn did their job. That's all you can do. You know what? That those. That's why I told you never take these games for granted. That's why these games get so important. I think you Miami to took their seat. I think Miami took their place in the Eastern Conference for granted this year. Well, they thought they were expected to be in the top five, six. They thought they were going to be right up there with Boston. They thought well, they should have been with Milwaukee, right? No reason for them not to be. Well, they just did not play consistent basketball this season. They played sometimes uninspired basketball. They 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 let some games get away from them late. Uninspired? Do you mean entitled? Yeah, well, entitled. However you want to slice it, they let games that they should have won get away from them. And that's why they're playing in, in this playing game right now, and they're not a six seed right now. That's you know, the- um, and the funny part is, uh, if Trey Young turns it on, oh boy, does yeah, Atlanta you have better look out if Trey Young is on? That's a scary thought, right? Now. Yeah, no, Trey Young on equals whatever team they play in the first round, possibly being off. Well, uh, because Boston isn't so good that they can't get picked off. And neither of the box. Yeah, well, Trey Young this year has been shooting thirty three percent from downtown this year. That's awful. Talk about a worst. That that's one of the a career worst to shoot thirty three percent from downtown this year for him. Trey Young, that's a that's a big shock. But do you know what? Even with that, he's still averaging almost twenty seven points a game. And then, of course, remember uh, Atlanta added Dewante Murray. Uh, You thought that was going to be that missing piece Trey Young needed. And it didn't make a difference at all. You need to give Trey Young a bunch of role players around him and let him run that offense. That's what you need to do. Trey Young isn't one of these, oh, big three type of guys. He's the, I am the number one guy, and everybody else around me better serve Lord Trey. Which, I mean, isn't necessarily a bad way to win if you're the Hawks right now. You're a team with a very small amount of money that you could spend. You don't necessarily love to go out and grab big gigantic free agents like to build through the draft like to build through your own team yeah that sounds like more like a Trey Young sounds more like a star that would play well than a team like Atlanta with a bunch of guys around him that have depth but he's the leader and our 15 minute time is up so let's predict who's winning these Eastern Conference playing games we did for the West who wins for the East Miami wins out of this well, I'd say Toronto will go on to play for the eighth seed. Okay, I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with that with Toronto. I think I think yeah. Miami will end up being the seventh, and mm. that will set up a very interesting game between Toronto and Miami. If that would be no, between Toronto and uh, Atlanta, yeah. Sorry, um, Toronto, you said Miami would move on, right? Oh, I said Miami's moving on. They're going to be the seventh seed. Yeah, I'd like to see Toronto. I think Toronto Miami would have. That has potential to be a pretty, pretty Toronto Atlanta is going to be the match you're getting. I think. You know what? Um, uh, it's a toss up for me. Uh, I'm a toss up. Here would be here would be here would be where I would say, I would pick Atlanta based on the uh, experience, but um, Siakam and Van Bleek both go off, and Trey Young is even just a little off. Then my then Atlanta's in big trouble. Yeah, they are. Atlanta's in big um, trouble. He's if he's not. If he's not leading, then Dewante Murray's got to do all the work. And if he's not doing it, Hunter's then nobody else is left to do it. Lead the way, no. Then nobody else left is to do it. So I mean, let's be real. 
these teams that we just spoke about that we just predicted who are going to get into the postseason, I'd say there's only uh, two teams out of this entire playing list that really have a shot at actually doing something, doing some damage in the playoffs. So that would be the Miami Heat. Okay. And uh, uh, as as long as LeBron is still alive in the playoffs, you cannot discount LeBron. You cannot discount the Lakers. LeBron is the last of a dead breed of player that I don't think we're ever going to see again. Like that line, that line of greatness that started at Isaiah Thomas, went through Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. I, the end of the lineage of greatness comes with LeBron James, and now it's we're waiting to see who else fills that role. Twenty years LeBron has played in the NBA. This might years. be his last one. I don't know, Le- LeBron. I think LeBron is going to make that decision for himself when he's done. I think when his son Bronny makes it. By the way, Bronny just wrapped up his high school career, so now up next for him is college, and then that'll be the next step on the way. We sure. Well, Bronny just uh, finished out his senior year of high school. He just played. I a- thought he. I thought they would. I thought we were talking potential instant jump to the NBA here. Well, I mean, he could go to. You know, he could decide to. Skip and they're the saying his youngest son is even better. Well, let's see what happens here. But you know, LeBron is going to leave when he gets to play with his son. Yeah, That's he wants to play with his kid. He wants to play with his son. He wa- and he wants game. to go to whatever team drafts his kid. Like that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you know, and I think that's the perfect thing to get Bronny kind of developed into the NBA. Play alongside your dad. Understand the players you're going to be around and what you're going to be dealing with when you play in the NBA, and it will set him up perfectly for the future. Believe me, I wished all the Ball brothers were healthy at the same time. That could have happened for them too, but not the case. Anyway. I believe the I'm going to agree with you on the heat coming out of this game with Atlanta. I think the Miami Heat will do it. Uh, I think they're a team to look out for as far as they can have a deep run. As far as the West, don't sleep on the Timberwolves. If if they can get by without Gobert and then they get Gobert back, I'm telling you guys, the Timberwolves are not to be messed with. Don't mess with them. Don't mess with Anthony Edwards. Don't mess with Carlin Towns. I think their locker room is not their locker room chemistry is screwed. When your locker room chemistry is screwed. To the point where you have players assaulting other players, you're not doing anything. Oh. Well, let's see if that uh, if that spreads to the play-in game. If there's still fr- friction going into that play-in game, I think then you're going to see the Timberwolves cleaning house after, if they if if they don't make it past this round. I think you're going to see almost half of that team gone. I don't think you're going to see Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think you're going to see. You're going to see. A, I think you're going to see a lot of Western Conference teams changing up their rosters. That will be interesting. But for now, that's going to do it for our plan. For now, we'll have a new we'll have another episode coming soon where we discuss the repl- the playoff games, the teams one through six and who we think will come out of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals and could make a deep run in these playoffs. We're going to talk about all that on our next show. But for now, you can listen to downtown sports on 23 different platforms. We're on Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Bullhorn, Podbay, Listen Notes, Podcast Edit, Verbal, Caster.fm, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, Podvine, Podacy, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and Pod Chaser. Episodes, rants, digital market, digital market battle specials like this one every week. I want to thank Chris. I want to thank Tony for the NBA playoff and play-in previews. We are downtown sports. We are where sports come home.
For all the guys for Beast, it's Mouth Route. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.